Welcome to episode 21 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. This is your DMV podcast. It is now officially October. We just came off a horrific football weekend that we will recap in part two. Is basketball ready? Oh, fuck. That was awful. And we are going to just get right into our Caps preview because tomorrow night, it is the official start of the 2019-2020 NHL season. And the NHL actually got this one right, in my opinion, because it is the last two Stanley Cup champions, and the St. Louis Blues will host our Washington Capitals. And let's get right into it. First of all, introductions. Jerry, how are you, sir? We're talking about the Caps, and thank God I'm behind the bar because I have a boner. <laughs> Love the Caps. Oh, all I have to do is say Tom Wilson, and it is full, full on. <laughs> Bam. Don't get Holly down here, boy. <laughs> Jeremy, how are you, sir? Glad to be here, boys. Excellent, excellent. Cheers. And ladies and gentlemen, we actually have an authentic guest this evening. He knows hockey more than the three of us put together, and that's not giving him any credit. I'm a little nervous. He knows a shit ton of hockey. Give it up for Coach Evans. What is up, Coach? I'm excited for the NHL to get back and watch hockey and have something to do late at night when the rest of the family's sleeping and I can stay up late and enjoy great games. You're preaching to the choir. Preaching to the choir. So we're going to get right into it. So we talked a couple weeks ago about what they had to do with their cap situation. And uh, we maintained it was going to work itself out between the koozie suspension, between Kempney not being 100% coming back, their ability to uh, waive guys prior, which they did with Christian Jews. You get that 30-day waiting period once they clear waivers. So now you have a a few moving parts in that first month of the season. So as it plays out for tomorrow night, Based on today's practice, here would be the lines tomorrow night. We've got O.V. Backstrom-Wilson, line one. Vrana, Eller, Oshie, line two. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Line three would be Haglin, Stevenson, Ooh, Panic. What the fuck? I know. Jerry was That's really a pissed off. season MVP right there in number 18. <laughs> Jerry thought I was fucking with him earlier when I said he was going to be third line setter. Uh, then we've got Lepsic, Dowd, and Hathaway. So our forwards line up pretty much no, no surprises there aside from Stevenson versus Boyd being the third line center. And they're, they're a placeholder until Kuzi comes off of his suspension. He slots back into the second line. Eller's on the third line. And then you have two forwards that are sitting at that point. Is that right, Jeremy? Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think about that, though? Because you're a Stevenson guy. Well, I mean, he can skate. I'm surprised he made the team, honestly. I am, I mean, too. I was saying last week I didn't think he was. He played great the last couple of preseason games and Kuzi being out. Well, well what do you think, Dave? I mean, I mean I he's, a, he's, he's a hell of a I think skater, he got helped by the salary cap situation. I, I don't think some of the young guys, uh, Mike, uh, McMichael looked unreal when he was here. There are just a lot of guys, I think, that might come in that bump him up. But because he's salary cap friendly, he sticks, sticks around. Those guys can go back through waivers, go down to their junior teams without impacting their status as a you know using up their first year of eligibility on their contracts. And bingo, so I think so. I think he's really helped. Now, what do you think skating wise though? Because Jerry Jerry hates him because he doesn't produce, and that's why he's an NHL third slash fourth liner. But the guy can fly. Yeah, he's fast. I, I just he always feels like he's 
one step off on his decision making hmm. uh, in terms of being able to contribute offensively. I mean, McMichael looked so comfortable. I mean, this kid's 18 years old, and he's got his eyes up. He's dishing around. He just looked like he's on an island of time and space, which that was an old Ken Holland thing with the Red mm-hmm. Wings. And he's like, that's what he looked for with guys. And um, uh, Stevenson never looks like that. He just he always looks like he's being pressed. It, it, the speed is there, but we've had guys over the years. The Caps have had guys over the years where they had that same speed, and they just don't. It doesn't translate. I mean, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Greer, that's yeah. a great example. Well, Haglin's not far off of that either, though. I mean, Haglin, for all the speed and chances he gets, the guy, it feels like he never finishes, but he's been in the league for so long. Yeah, but you he's know. a great penalty killer, too. No, he, he is. He can do a lot of different things. Jeremy, what do you think before I want to kill myself? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I said it last week for all the, you know, the six people that are listening. That, you know, um, I didn't think Stevenson was going to make it, but I think he played really well the last couple of games. I think they did decide that some of the guys that they looked at, like Michael and and Protus, they just wanted to get him back down to junior. Didn't need to have three or four games just with them. You know, Michael already had a hat trick. Their season's already started. Now he has seven points in two games or seven points in three games. Jesus three Christ. So is he like a man amongst boys up there in London? Skill-wise, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. He just, he's so poised. Hmm. Yeah, I think get him, him getting there with the Hunter brothers and yeah. Dale getting to work with his, his you know, decision-making and his you know, face-off mental skills. processes, face-off skills, you know. He's just going to get more comfortable. He's going to come in. And he's going to beef up, obviously. I mean, he's going to get bigger and stronger. All right, Jerry, lay it on us, man. I don't know anything about hockey. (laughs) But here's who Chandler Stevenson is, right? I played football, and you always have a guy at the beginning of the year, some new guy, who just looks the part. And he can, he's like a wide receiver, and he can fly down. He's the fastest guy on the team. And then you throw him a ball, and it hits him in the face mask. <laughs> like, okay, well, maybe that. Okay, then you throw him another ball, and he falls down on his route. Is he a bull right? of shit? He's a bull. No, he's not. But look, there's always some, he's always teases you with something, but it never produces to anything. And that guy, he would probably be drafted by the Redskins in the first round. Yeah, trunk candidate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good call. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, the name that, I that's an awesome throwback name. But that, you know, he's, he has five goals in the last two years each year, and he makes a million bucks. Can't we get somebody else who's cheaper? You can pull some dude off the street and get the same sort of production. It's not like he's good on the special teams. I don't know why you're playing him over Travis Boyd. I think – I think we would all agree Travis Boyd's probably a better player, right? So I was surprised by that, too. Boyd definitely would have been my pick. Um, I think the guy's so – I think he's an NHLer that just hasn't been able to crack this lineup, and here's his opportunity, and Stevenson's playing. So here's an interesting theory, right? Kuzi's coming back after his three-game suspension, and then you have to make some more you know, matrix shuffling moves in order to get everything to work <laughs> under the cap. What if they know once they waive Stevenson – and send him to Hershey and wave him, he's probably going to get picked up at some point once the season starts. What if these first three games they said, hey, here's your, uh, here's your tryout for, you know, when we do wave you? Or I mean, trade bait. Or trade bait, you know? I mean, is that a possibility? Because if they, if they see him as a very similar player to Boyd, but Boyd is someone that's in their long-term plans potentially, then he's almost expendable at this point. But he appreciates the opportunity to get some film out there. Is he a better player than Nick Dowd? Different, different players. Okay. Because who's going to trade for him making a million dollars a year? There's going to be tons of teams because a million is nothing. It's only 250 above the basically league minimum or 350 what, what he's making. Yeah. And, that, and that's just it. If you slot in one of these guys that we're looking at from Hershey that makes 700 750 at an NHL salary, you're like, oh, that's $300,000. That's really nothing. You know? It's and, something when you're 
I'll well, tie and, on the cap. And when we're up against it in the middle of this month, that might be you know another uh, you know another consideration. Plus, somebody who has some upside. I mean, if you haven't seen what Chandler Stevenson can do by now. It's not like he hasn't had his chances. I mean, that kid is, that kid's played a lot of hockey in Washington. You know what you got. He's you got the say. That's what you got. That's him. He's a five. Yeah, five but it's all leader. about it's all about synergy and and line combinations, right? I mean, shit. We won the cup, and DSP looked like he was a world beater. I get it. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it. it's all about the right timing. But so if, if Stevenson ki- sticks with a team like Tampa or Boston down the road, he might be a brilliant fourth liner for them come playoff time. Right, but didn't McClellan hated the fourth line last year? And he was part of that problem. Mm-hmm. So I think they. So we put him on the third line. Third line center, Jerry. Why not? That's what I don't understand, right? You I don't, I don't get it guys either. Because McClellan says our fourth line was a disappointment. We had to have upgrades there. And now you. But those guys are still here. So I don't understand what they're doing. I mean, it's not the end of the, end of the world, right? A, right. I th- it, what, the only reasonable conclusion is what you said. They're doing him a solid. Right. They know he's gone. And they're they're going to give him a showcase to prove himself, so maybe they can get the trade. I or hope they can, or they can get a team because I he's hope. been a good soldier. Right. That right. That when Kuzi comes back, he can slide somewhere else. Sure. Sure. As long as it's not Pittsburgh, because <laughs> that team's going to have nothing but hamstring pulls the first week. That's my that's my hope. You're you're very high on Stevenson and Pittsburgh. It might be a perfect fit, actually, Jerry. Freak. Watch him come back and score like a game seven game. Yeah. Goal. So before we get back in and parse some of the uh, the, the forwards and then you know how they're going to play the, the the schedule and everything real quick on defense, your opening night top six D according to the lines today at practice are going to be Siegenthaler and Carlson, Orloff and Jensen, Feaveri and Gudas, and you're going to have Tyler Lewington as your healthy scratch there. Again, mainly because Kempney is not ready to come back yet, so they're banking his salary on that preseason IR. Um, and Jeremy was saying that's uh, it's kind of a gift that the NHL gives you to start the season. It's not long-term IR. So if he's ready after four games, they can bring him back. Um, no roster spot, no cap hit. Yeah. So. Any surprises there, Jeremy? No. I mean, I, I'm like, like a little bit of you know, Faravari there. You know, him making the team and being able to play an opening night, and good for him. Yeah, you know? 19 years old. Yeah. Somebody that's called that back at their uh, rookie camp back in, in July. Yeah. They were like, he's going to make this team somehow. They were like, he's that. He's just got the skating ability, the, the awareness. He has looked so comfortable too for a kid nineteen to go out there and you know you're dealing with John Carlson and Ovi and Backstrom and Kuznetsov around you. He just looked like, hey man, I'm, I'm, let's go, let's roll. Well, he better because that first three games are a bitch. What a yeah. gauntlet the whole month is. The whole month of October is a disaster. Month kind of blows. Well, as usual, the NHL loves the Capitals, <laughs> doing us many favors. <laughs> I think we're the first team to get a back-to-back. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. Jesus Christ. So our home opener is Saturday on the second end of a back-to-back. Right, against a team who wants to slip the throats of the Capitals if they could. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty much Brin- uh, sure Brenda Moore would just kill anybody he could. That game is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, probably. The last preseason game was. And that's what was so impressive about Feaveri was, I mean, that game had the feel of a regular season game, and he did not look outclassed at all. No. You know, like Dave said, he was his his head's up, he looks calm, but at the same time, he's got the wheels. He can obviously skate. He's got decent size. Um, I, I, you know, again, you love the, you love the prospects coming up because you haven't seen them, and and the the NHL is such a grind. The test of time really tells who sticks and who doesn't. But it's nice having these guys in the in the pipeline. They, do you, do you think they they do it like a playoff where his pairing will play limited minutes 
and Carlson's pairing will play the majority of the minutes like they do in the playoffs. I think so Carlson young. will will shoulder the load, but he's with Gudas. He should be fine. Um, I mean, the thing that impressed me with Fehovery or however you say it, um, there were three or four plays in the preseason where he had like two or three guys in the corner, real tight plays, and you know it's always impressive on TV to see a guy throw a 65-foot pass. But to see a guy under pressure, especially at 19, make a 10 or 15-foot escape pass, you know, just a little chip from me to Jerry is a lot harder than people realize to see it and get it in a way where it hits a guy where he can get out of there. I mean, unfortunately, nobody in the NHL does it better than Pittsburgh. Their whole system is designed around that. Um, But seeing a guy on the caps who thrives at that at 19 – I hope he stays for 82 games. Well, that was the struggle last year, wasn't it? Being yeah. able to clear out of the defensive zone. Well, I know Jerry can't take a pass, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I should be offended. No, <laughs> no, no but you bring up a, a great point, and Dave makes a good point about the, the, the zone exit. I thought last year, we, we are not a slow team. I felt like we played a stagnant style last year. It was like we were waiting for that 65-foot stretch pass every single time. And it's like sometimes – you just have to get from one zone to the next. If you're in, if you're in your own zone and you're chasing your own tail, get it to the neutral zone. Figure out how. You know. When they weren't playing well, it was very choppy. There was not a lot of flow from the back end, and that's one of the things that you know that this kid's providing. And he, I think he's been playing pro in Europe the last couple of years. I believe he, you're right. Not, yep. not even in junior. So he's been he's been playing against big boys, which mm-hmm. I think is showing up a little bit now. Sure. Yeah. No. So I'm I'm excited about the pace of this team. I yeah. think this team is going to play faster. Um, and Jeremy made a fabulous point. He said, Reardon now, he's got that first year under his belt, and he's an established NHL coach. He has a great, great rapport with other NHL coaches and players that have played for him. It's almost like the pressure's off now. It's like, okay, I had my first season, won the division, made the playoffs. All right, it's under my belt. Let's go now. And I think he's going to be a little bit more loose. As defending cup champs, too. Yes. Hey, rookie Yes, year. good call. Yeah, let's just throw you in as the, <laughs> the biggest yeah. target in your back you can have. I mean, oh, good God, call. still drunk from the summer. <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. Drunk or, a, or whatever or else. Scheme, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So when Kuzi comes back and we and, 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 and Kempney comes off of IR and we're able to make the the proper roster moves and, and again I trust McClellan. I think the guy's smart, he's savvy, he knows what he's doing. And as I look down and see some of these guys that we can transition from Hershey to and fro without any fear of waivers or whatever, they do have some organizational depth for the first time in a long time. You know, in my opinion. Um it's not, you know, you know, they don't have world beaters down there, but a guy like McMichael in junior gives you hope for the future. And then you see some of the guys that are in Hershey that are, they're transient players. They're, they're probably NHLers. They're just trying to get their opportunity to stick, you know? Jeremy, what are the three keys for the season for you to make it as successful as possible? Special teams. You want to break that down into both power play and penalty kill, we can. But special teams is one. They were not great there last season on either one. And um, I, I got power play gets back to a top five, and the penalty kill can be top half of the league. They'll be in good shape. Uh, you know, stay healthy, number two. And uh, number three, um, no suspensions for <laughs> hits or drugs or anything. Good. Well, G- Gudis is going to throw that one down. <laughs> There's no way he goes the whole year without I was going to say, what, all three? That's okay. They can all get suspensions. Instead of Wilson getting a big one, you can get three smaller ones. Hey, I like the way you're thinking. <laughs> what about you, Dave? You had to say three things that were important. They've got to they've got to do better on faceoffs. It's the one thing in the game where you you have a set you know you have an opportunity to really control things. 
when you're terrible at draws, it, it takes away so much of the game in order to feel like, okay, we'll run set plays off an offensive zone draw. It just introduces a lot of chaos defensively. And last year they were, I mean, they were bad on draws. They were bad when it counted. They were bad at, you know, in important times in the game, important places on the ice. Um, Backstrom, Kuznetsov got to be, I think, yeah, they were way down. Um, yeah, it just takes away any opportunity at possession, yeah. you know? I mean, ugh. Do any of the new guys help with that? No, Stevenson. Face-offs was one. The other thing, you know, obviously we mentioned health, but I think the other thing is, you know, going back to the third, fourth line situation, you know, the teams that thrive and do well, I mean, the cup run, as much as it was about OV and Kuznetsov, our third and fourth line were there in everybody's face every night. They were getting the timely goals, DSP, yep. Eller, yep. down the line. Um, that's got to be better. And I look at that, my notes on this, you know, I looked at how Hathaway, Dowd, and Leipzig, and I said, can they matter? That was my note on their lineup. Hmm. Um, you know, I think with Stevenson bumps out of the Hagelin panic line, I think that's okay. You know, I think they can be a good, you know, eat up minutes, pace type of line. Mm -hmm. They can help. And they can all play special teams, too, yeah. which helps. Um, and and the, the final question is, what's our defense? I mean, you know, are we – do we have enough grit? Are we tough enough? Mm -hmm. Gouda should add some to that. I mean, yep. you lose Orpic, But, I mean, team defense, you've got to make teams miserable. Yep. Period. Yep. And in the NHL, it's like – especially, you know, regular season, yeah, you can go do Tampa, the Tampa thing where you roll through every night, everybody's comfortable, everybody's happy. And all of a sudden, it's a totally different league, and you go seven games – and everybody's all about making everyone uncomfortable. And Tampa, I mean, Tampa was maybe the best example of all time. And to a Cap fan, you know, you look back at Montreal and all this, <laughs> sure. the Bruce Boudreaux failures, that was a big part of that was they couldn't make teams suffer. You know, whether it was pace of play, whether it was physical effort, whether it was right just on. nastiness. Yep. There was a play in the, on the cup run, and I forget who it was, but he got in somebody's face on Pittsburgh, and the guy, you know, gave him a shove, and our guy just laughed at him. Yep. And you have to have that. I mean, you look at Pittsburgh in their years of success, Crosby, I remember him rubbing Subban's face into the ice <laughs> and laughing at him. You're like, that's yep. those guys win. Yep. Yep. What about you, T? All right. For sure, health is my number one. And because that is the big question mark, right? If Hopi goes goes down, the season looks completely different. You know, for, if he goes down for any period of time. On the defensive end, where I'm a little bit worried, like Dave is, like, what are we going to be? I mean, if a guy like Carlson goes down, that guy's such a minute eater, and he's so solid, it, the whole complexion of the team changes. So as good as we are with organizational depth, the high-end depth is what it is. You only have a few of those high-end players. So health, for me, is number one. Number two, pace. We need the, the, the game now is so fast. It's in your face. Everybody's doing that F1, F2, F3 zone entry where they're just you know firing away. And if you don't come in with pace, you're fucked. And I thought last year where, when we struggled, we tried to break out from the back and have that nice little tic-tac-toe pass play, whether it was five on five or five on four. And there were some times we were just run out of the building on pace and we, were look, we looked like we were just chasing the game too often. So health, pace, and then your best players have to be your best players. That's number three. We have, we've had the fortune of having Ovi and Backstrom and Holpe and these guys in their prime, and they've been amazing. We need another run out of these guys to usher in the younger guys to see who's going to take over the torch. All right. Well, now I'll give you the real keys. <laughs> Anybody ask him? Oh, go ahead, Jerry. <laughs> He's going to start with the offensive line, folks. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Tom Wilson needs to score 30 goals. 
Wow. And to do that, he can't be suspended. So I'm happy, as we've talked about. My best, my most happy moment in the offseason was they brought in Gudis and Hathaway, who can fight. And so Tom Wilson doesn't have to fight. As much as I enjoy it, and I love when he knocks people out, it's great. But he could get injured, he could get suspended. Um, now, he's going to fight because he's a dog, right? And you can't ask a dog not to be a dog. And he can't not chirp. Right. It's just so, not in his so DNA. That's, just, yeah. that, that's, that's a value. I mean, like you said, it is a value. That, it is. Absolutely. Oh. I mean, he's absolutely God, he intimidating. people off. Oh, he's so glad he's on our team. <laughs> but he needs to score. He needs to score, and he needs to score 30. My second key is Oshie needs – his minutes need to go down hmm. just so he can survive because he's one hit away from being – if not career-ending season. Ending. coach. Yeah. So yeah. it is kind of scary. Yeah. So my second favorite move was getting those guys who can play special teams so Oshie doesn't have to play. It decreases his minutes. Panic, right? Lepsic, Hathaway, those are all special teams guys. And Oshie is also a dog. And you're, so I'm sort of asking him to do something that's not in his nature because I think he likes being physical and I think he yeah, likes he loves it too. He loves it. And he's a tough guy. Uh, but he's, he's one hit away from being – in major trouble, and he's a goal scorer. I mean, he's a glue guy. Yep. He's like Byron Mouton, right? He, there's nothing he can't do, and he's an important right. cog, right. even though he's not going to show up in the stat line as much. So we need to decrease his minutes so he can remain healthy. Okay. And finally, Holpe needs to play like the best goaltender in the league. The good thing about this and the bad thing for the Caps is this is last year here. It's a, it's yep. a contract year yeah. for him. Yep. And generally, pro players – Play their best when it's a contract year. They do. Right? How many times have you seen it in the NFL where somebody has one good year <laughs> and he makes a shit ton of money and then he goes back and be to be the turd that he always <clears> was? Josh Norman. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so those are my three keys. And I think, I, I think the Caps are planning on that. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they brought in guys who can fight other than Wilson because it was just Wilson last year. Yep. Right? They brought in guys who can play special teams for Oshie and decrease his minutes. So I think McClellan's thinking, you know, smart. you can't do anything about Holtby. Yeah. I mean, once those other goaltenders got their contracts, that was like, well, that's curtains for us. Right. We're not paying $10 million bucks for a goaltender. And they shouldn't. And they no, shouldn't. I, they, I completely they agree. Pieces. I mean, you, you look at the Pittsburgh model of these teams that have done this where they like lock everything up into two or three guys. And if you make any mistakes on those, you know, if you're Nick Boyd isn't, you know, really contributing all the way down the line into your, you know, probably five, six forwards down, your team's just going to suffer. And Pittsburgh is so due to have that blow up on them. I mean, oh, it kind of did in the Islander it. series last yeah. year. Yeah, I, you I, know, I, think I, think I agree that was with you. A it's a microcosm it, of what we're going to see. Yeah. Because when Rutherford made that Jack Johnson trade, <laughs> and everybody in Pittsburgh is like, what are you doing? You're paying that guy, that, you know. I was like, ha-ha, you dumbasses. <laughs> he sold his soul every year, and they won cups. But then he kept doing it, and now it's going to backfire. Time, it's time to pay. I mean, yeah. Well, and, and, and those teams that have, had, have used that model are paying. I mean, the Blackhawks are paying for what they did. Now they have cups to show for it. Kudos to them. Yeah, well, it's worth it. I'm Absolutely. not saying it's not worth no, no. it. No, yeah. no, But your comeuppance will, you know, will happen, and, and, and we're seeing it. Didn't we always have this conversation, guys? I would always get so pissed off at the trade deadline, and th- I think it was McPhee, that you would see Pittsburgh just going in every year. Yep. This is our year, yep. and they would win cups. And Jeremy, 
because he loves a contrarian. He's always like, well, <laughs> you know, we're, we didn't give up anybody, and we're going to be good next. Yeah, we're going to have. <laughs> That's a great a, Jeremy voice. We're going to have an above average team for the next fucking decade. That's awesome, but we're not going to have any fucking cups. I'd rather have. But now we have our fucking cup, right. Jerry. So the pressure's off. But I do. Says so. We got. I mean, you, you're holding the cup over there. I am, dude. You see my picture? <laughs> you photoshopped on there? Oh, of course. I went to <laughs> that's the, awesome. That's on the boardwalk in Ocean City. <laughs> Only the class. <laughs> <laughs> my face over Brooks Orpet. But see, nobody can take that away from us now. Exactly. And, and it's nice to have a little bit of a pressure-free approach, you know, to free agency, to letting these veterans play out their contracts here. Um, but I'm with Dave. There's, I love Holtby to death. I think he's amazing. He's, t- you know, top five goaltender. You do not pay a guy like that ten million dollars. You, you just don't do it. Harper, yeah. Bryce, Harper, <laughs> yeah. And and Holtby's a good guy. Don't yeah. me oh, he's wrong. awesome. I mean, I think Bryce Harper was kind of a turd, but <laughs> but you don't pay that when you have people in the pipeline who can come up and not do maybe if not as good, but. A quantity, you know, a quality job. Well, that, and that's another uh, position that they have Copley depth. and Samsonov, uh, like they're they really may, they high. may not be a big drop off at all. I mean, their playing styles are different. They're a little younger, a little more athletic. I mean, cat fans might look at it and go, "We're just as good here." I mean, the thing you get with Hopi is he's such a competitor, and he's just he's such a professional in terms of the way he trains. And yes, he's just he's never gonna you know he's never gonna lose his focus. He, you look at a guy, he could give up three goals in five minutes. He's going to spray his water bottle. He's going to get back in. His next shift, he's going to be like at 0-0. Zero, zero. Yep. I mean, he just does not have that goalie mentality where he kind of like, oh, my God, this is all about me, or the guys are fucking me over. Or, you know, like He's like, all right, let's go. Whatever it is, you know, it's – You nailed it. Hextall was like that. I mean, I remember yes, him he was. in the 80s playing in the finals against Edmonton, and he's got Curry, Coffee, Gretzky, all the messy coming in. They came in like a four-on-one and scored on him. After game, he's like, I really should have had that one. <laughs> I mean, you got Gretzky and Curry coming in on a four-on-one. And, and he's saying to his guys, I'm sorry, guys, I should have had you. And that's what the Caps have in Holtby. And, and that's a great analogy with Hextall because both those guys are tough as shit. Yeah. Like, they're hockey players first, and they happen to be goalies. You have a lot of goalies that are goalies first. Yeah. You know? And those, yeah. you know, and, and you're right. Holtby's got that, he's got that look like, goes in, he's like, fuck. He's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. You know? Well, Jeremy, what do you think of Todd Reardon? I, I think he needs to show a little more this year. I think he was a little bit scared last year, back to what we talked about earlier. I don't think he will be this year. I'm not worried about him at all. And I just want to sort of pile on the goal thing a little bit. So somebody ignoring your question. But you're used to that. <laughs> um, it's okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I would love to keep Holtby for his career, but you can't pay him $10 million. He deserves $10 million. He can get that somewhere else. They're pre- I think they're prepared to go with Copley and, and you know, Samson off next year. No problem. Nice cheap goaltender tandem for a couple of years. Yeah. They'll be in yeah. good shape. Maybe, you know, They're really high on Sam Sonoff, by the way. They 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 think he's is, you know is he backing up or is Copley? I think Copley's going to back up because yeah. a couple of days ago there was a quote I think from Reardon saying we hadn't made our choice yet. Well, technically, right now they have all three on we'll the roster through at least to, you know Kuzi coming back. Yeah, because I don't think Hershey starts for another week. Well, they actually, I checked after we talked. They start that Saturday or Friday. Okay, it's that weekend right. anyway. It's only a couple days. So it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if you see him you know on the squad for the first game well, or two and then he. Ships on back to Hershey. Yeah, I think it was CBC Sports, Canadian website, doesn't show Samson off on the roster anymore. So I don't know whether that's inside information gotcha. or whether they're just playing a hunch or whether it's depth chart. But Well, I think you want, I mean, you want him in Hershey to start 50 games. I mean, you don't no, he needs reps right now. Yeah, he needs you know, games. Unless they need to you know, save a couple hundred thousand with Copley, put him on waivers and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, they might do that. But, um, but I, I'd rather see him start 50 games in Hershey this year. Completely agree. Yeah. 
And I think uh, Samsonov can go through, go yeah, down a lot going through waivers, yep. which is yep. big. That's huge. Yeah, him and, uh, what is it, Bonacek can yep. go up and down. Yep, they can, can yeah. Again, there's, they're the transient players that give you movable parts and pieces, you know. Gives you the ability to do different things, get exactly. creative, you know. So, so we talked a little about the schedule being just brutal, especially in October. So 14 games in October, nine on the road. We start off with a back-to-back after opening up in St. Louis. It sets up brutal. That's why I told you, I think if we can get out of this month, you know, six, six, and two, we're going to be just fine. You know, what I don't want to see happen is, you know, ah, oh, they lost three, two. Oh, they lost four, three. Like we need to, we need to bag a couple tough wins early and, and, and get some points now because the points are there to be had in November and December. But October's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I think anything, anything in the 500 range, as long as you don't have a disaster or even have a 6-6-2 six, six, and, and, and lose three or four guys. I mean, depth, this team, I mean, a couple wrong injuries, and all of a sudden you go, Whoa, where, was, where was that team that won the Cup two years ago? Just is not going to look good. Uh, the nine road games worries me not just in October, but what's the cumulative effect on these guys going forward. I mean, you know, it doesn't seem like it, but, you know, professional athletes, but that nine games on the road, a five-game road trip at the end of the month, that fatigue is going to carry into November, December, January. That's a really good point, Especially actually. if you don't have the joy of, like, if they go through and they roll through and they're, you know, 10-4-1 or something, you know, hey, no one cares how tired you are. <laughs> yeah, but right. if they go, you know, 6-8-1 or, you know, 6-8 and eight or something, that fatigue starts to build and, you know, they – Good call. Practices get a little tougher. And, and the minutes on guys like Carlson and on yeah. Oshie that we've talked about, you're right. You know, you could see even though they play big minutes in October, they might look fine. That might that residual effect come yeah. mid-November could be there. That's a good point. I think they need to get off to a good start. I mean, look, I, I get it, man. These teams are good. But the Caps are really good. And they are very good. There's not a team out there, even in their barn, that the Caps really should – like it's like it's not like when the the skins go to New England. Like, all right, well, play your backups and we'll get ready for the bye week. Right? <laughs> There's nobody like that. There's not the the St. Louis Blues do not scare the Capitals, right? So that's a beatable team. Um, and then you got the Islanders and the Canes, and those teams are something. That's something to play for. You're going to get up for those. I mean, you're going to get up for Trots. You're going to get. You're going to get up for the Canes, who are the new Penguins. I think. I think the Canes are the new Penguins. They're the new team that um, that. You really hate, and they're I th- so I think. Well, they're very hateable. Yeah, they, I mean they're they're just a bunch of jerks, <laughs> a right? Bunch of assholes, a bunch of jerks. Right? But <laughs> but the, that you cannot afford, and I think this is where the Caps' mindset is: you cannot afford to get off to a slow start, because a slow start can mean a terrible record like when you're playing good teams. So you can't afford to say, "Well, it's a long season; we can get there." Then you're looking at like you're starting off two and six or something like that, right? Because you're not playing any sure. Florida Panthers or that you're not playing. That's no, a good point. Columbus Blues. That's no, a very so good you, point. They better get off starting to play well, and sure. if they play well, if they're playing their A game, they're going to win 80 percent of their games if they're playing their A game because they're better than most people. No, they're very good. Um, to your point, St. <clears throat> Louis. Though, that's going to hurt. No, so St. Louis doesn't scare you. Kuzi's only out for three games. Kepney's going to be back. Right. Like you know. W- I, I get it. It sets up. It looks difficult on paper, but it's still the NHL, and there are no bad teams. You know, worst team in the NHL still has three or four skill guys that are literally world class and can flip that game. You know, because goal scoring is so random, even at the NHL level. You yeah. know, 
Um, so it, it, while no one scares them and they shouldn't, there are no give me games in the NHL. It just doesn't happen that way. I would be disappointed if the Caps were not four or five games over 500 at the end of October. I'd be just maybe, maybe not four or five, but maybe like two or three, you know, with some ties. Okay. Uh, and sort of, if not leading the division, one or two points off. Okay. I think you want to. I, th- I think you want to stay in the conversation. You know, with a nine-game trip, I don't. I think, you know, four or five games above five hundred with a nine-game, nine games away in the first month. I mean, that would be a phenomenal success. I mean, Agreed. Yeah. I mean, that's that. Those are Jerry's standards. However, this yeah. is what he expects. I coach JV football. <laughs> I expect excellence. <laughs> I wake up, I piss excellence. Uh, so do all your linemen, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Has nothing to do with your tutelage, however. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching like 1950s. Who's your flipper? <laughs> Jerry, what do you, you, think? you gently tell them they're nothing. They're shit. Uh, I don't tell them that. <laughs> yeah, I, um, well, you know, I'm right there with Dave. I think if you went like seven, five, and two, that would be. A pretty good accomplishment, um, I, you know. Something like a eight four and two would be phenomenal. I don't, I don't expect that, but you know, we'll see. So, so what do we think prediction wise? Is this team? I mean, is the goal to win the division again? Be one of those top couple seeds, have home ice in the first round, and then see where it goes. Obviously, that's always the goal, right? That's my goal. That's my goal. <clears throat> Law of averages says though. So, so they've won the division the last two years. Won the cup two years ago. Um. Bowed out in the first round last year. A little bit of a cup hangover, tough opponent, yada, yada, yada. They were worn out, man. They were. Yeah. They were. No, they were beat. They were tired. The, the whole nine. Kuzi Part of a, me. Kuzi was all fucked up. Yeah, he, year, was, he was all jacked up. Yep. He had already started his uh, post-season routine, apparently. Um, but, uh, no, but in all honesty, I think I don't really think it matters what seed you are in the first round. I think it matters what the matchup is. And, and the best of seven in an NHL in the NHL is just fucking brutal. You see the same guys over and over again. The, the chirping just get, goes through the roof. And the longer you let a team hang around, i.e. Carolina last year, you know, yeah, the, they, the, the, they, the, more, the more volatile the whole series gets. They blew that fucking series because they were tired. And I think they were arrogant. And, you know, they just the, – the Carolina hung around. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, what the fuck, man? I mean, they had that shit locked up. They had it, you know, and I think they just gave up, right? So, I mean, not gave up, but, I mean, they, they lost. They ran out of the steam. The tank was empty. Yeah, and Carolina had a bunch of young kids who were happy to be there, and they didn't give a shit. They, there right. was no pressure on them. Right? And, that's why, and that's why I maintain I think matchup is the key. But in that division, if you don't win the division, <laughs> that means you're matching up with – if, if you're the 2-3 of that division, you play each other in the first round, thanks to the uh, wonderful right. NHL rules. So but fucking, it's, it's so fucking dumb. But, you know, that means you're probably yeah, means. seeing Pittsburgh or the Devils. But or, here's the thing. By the way, I think the Devils are going to be really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. They scare me. You know? Remember when Pittsburgh used to play through the, the regular season and they didn't give a shit? Yep. Because no matter if they were the first seed or the fourth seed, they felt pretty confident. Absolutely. Once they, once they turned it on, they were yep. going to do it. So – I don't really care what seed they go into as long as they're going in, not really the matchup, but they go in, they're going in playing well. That's, what, that's the key. Are it you is. going in hot? Right. right? Can you hot and healthy. Hot and healthy. <laughs> you know, and last year we were neither. Right. Uh, it's and good it to have home, you know, home ice, but at the end of the day, I don't really think that fucking matters that much. I mean, it does if you're in Carolina because obviously we couldn't sniff a victory down there. So I guess right. it does matter. I think it matters less 
just traveling less. I think that's the right. bigger advantage. Mm. Not playing yeah. in your building. It's just it's one less potential. You're not flying before the important games. I mean, I think that's your home. You're sleeping in your own bed. You're training right. in your own facility. Yep. Your locker. You're going to your locker room. It's comfort level. And I think even for Reardon, I think that makes a difference going into year two. You know, he's used to press conferences now. He he's gone to each building as a head coach. Knows where the media rooms are. It's not, you know even as a, an assistant th- those years he wasn't doing all those things. So he had his role in all those buildings. Now I, th- I think his comfort level is going to go up. I think that translates to the team as a whole. And I think you know I think adding the you know Gudas and what's his name the Hathaway Hathaway. Yep. That extra kind of you know piss and vinegar to the yep. roster. Yeah. I think it's going to help him a lot. No, I agree. So, so Jerry was fired up when we got Hathaway, and I got to tell you, did you watch that last preseason game against Carolina? Yeah. Did you see him destroy McCown yes. legally? And McCown got up like a fucking baby and was like, "Let's go!" And then Hathaway dropped him. I was like, "That's fucking fantastic! That's so great!" That is one thing I hate about the NHL now is these big tough guys. I mean, McCown's a big mean motherfucker. He just got checked right in the chest and then got up and he's like, "Let's go!" I'm like. What the hell, dude? What? What just is? Because he got checked. Yeah, seriously, yeah. It, it bothers me because you see it so much now. A winger just gets blown up because his head's down, but and then some big dude comes in. He's like, "Let's go! We gotta protect my guy." It's like, tell your winger to pick up his head. The new, head. yeah, seriously. I mean, that was a carryover from last year, though. I mean, probably th- that kind of type of game against the Hurricanes. But it ended well for us. That was the point. It was yeah. was your your point about Hathaway was. I mean, there was the evidence right there. I mean, was, Tom was, Wilson wanted to fight the entire team. Yes, he, he did. Remind me and of the uh, yeah, and yeah. The coaches. He reminded me of the Tanner kid from the Bad News Bears, where he tried to take on all the. Yanks. I mean, every one of them. He was like, oh, come on. <laughs> Seriously, I think Wilson wanted them to just line up so he could just go one at a time. Uh, right. He's just crazy. And the backup goalie sniffed him as he <laughs> That was great. God, I love hockey. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. All right, so here it is. The season starts tomorrow night. No, no going back now. Predictions. Where did the Caps finish? You don't have to give me a point total. You don't have to give me a seed. Where do you see this season ending? Is it conference finals? Is it first round exit? Are they going to make a deep run? What do we think? They win the division and go to the conference finals. Okay. I don't know if they win, but they, but they make it there. That's a, that's a hell of a run. Yeah. You know what? I would be disappointed if we lost in the conference finals. I'd also be happy to get back there two years removed from a Stanley Cup. That's, that's a bold prediction. And Tommy Wilson with 30 goals is bold, too. I, hey, I'll disagree that it's bold. I, I think so? He is so due. He's so he, capable. He, and he's, his skating is off the chart right now. He looks great. Level, like, he's laughing at... 90% of the guys we play against, like, just fucking bring it, guys. So, <laughs> Man, I hope you guys are right. that's going to translate into, like, his comfort level in scoring, too. Yeah. Now he might. I mean, 30 would be awesome. I'd love yeah, to I see him. He would have been pushing that last year if he hadn't missed 16 games. That's a good point. Yeah. What did he get, 22, 23? He 20. No, he had, 20, he had 24. 24? Okay. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was low to mid-20s, yeah. He's on yeah. pace for 30, more than 30. I mean, if he, gets, mm-hmm. if he gets into a shooter's role in a power play situation where, like, Oshie was in that slot, he, he's a guy who could jump to 40. He's it's a, not. He's he certainly can do it on PP two, right? Yeah, he's on the he's on the second unit. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, but also, I mean, he just I don't know what he did in the offseason. Hopefully, it was legal because he looks <laughs> he looks amazing. I mean, he is flying around. How amazing does he look, Jeff? Yes, <laughs> just ask Collie. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, he's skating better than he. You know, it's like you don't expect these guys when they're twenty three, twenty four years old to get that much better over a summer. But I think he did, and um, I, I think. You know, I think 30 is a very strong possibility, especially playing with, you know, with Kuzi and Ovi. And, um, you know, it's going to be exciting. Uh, my what, point, what's your team prediction? 
I, I'm locked up with you. I think division, conference finals, don't know if we win them. Hmm. Dave, would you like to go next? Yeah. I, I mean, division almost doesn't matter. Uh, right. I mean, I just think looking at it, like it's probably a year where they, maybe they go back and they finish second or third in division because they maybe change their focus and aren't as worried about it. Uh, a, a tough start, tough schedule. And there's so much parity. There's so many good teams. Like you mentioned, the Devils rising. You have Tampa in the you know division. Who are the teams that are going to drop off? Right. I, I looked down the rosters today, and I was like, going team to team, and I was like, I hit the Rangers, and I was like, who's on the Rangers? <laughs> and I, I had to look him up. Chris Kreider was the only guy I could think about. And even when I looked at the roster, I said, Chris Kreider's pretty much still. Everybody who's been good, they've either lost to salary issues or they've traded to Tampa. Yep. They should drop off. Pittsburgh's way overdue to drop off. Um, do the you know do the the Hurricanes rise up that much? You know, and where is the pressure? You know, what are the Islanders? What does Trots yeah. do with them? I know they're a weird team. They, they're a team that you like. If they could they could be last, or they could win the division. It's tough no. to play with expectations. It, it is really is man. I mean, nobody expected anything from Carolina or the Islanders last mm-hmm. year, and they were well coached and they did a good job. But now they're playing. Okay, we got the Hurricanes coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, people circle that now. So how do you play with that type of ex, you know, sure. expectations? It's a difficult thing. It is. So where do you think they end up? I, I'm going to take second in division conference finals. Nice, nice. I'm going to go. I, I'm with you on the division thing. I think that the division is going to. It, it's going to be odd. I think everybody's just going to be beating everyone. You know, even if Columbus looks like a bottom feeder, they might Columbus, have a nice like division I, record I think somehow. Columbus is a bottom feeder. I, I think they are. We lost too much. <clears throat> they lost too much. Yeah. You know, but it, 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 it it's an odd division because it's really hard to put put your stamp on on who the you know. The, the mainstays are. The mainstays are the Caps and Pens. You know, I think those two teams are, are diverging a little bit. I think the Caps are still very relevant. I'm with Dave. I think the Pens are due for a drop-off. The Devils have obviously, they look resurgent on paper. But again, it's a grind. They get an injury or two. I love Hughes. I think he's amazing. Guys, but what, like a buck 70? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I mean, what happens yeah, the first a, time? He's he Jack Eichel it, 2.0. Exactly. Just, I mean, you just don't know much. yet. So with all that being said, I think somebody finds a way to take the division away from the Caps, and it's going to disappoint us in the, in the you know, in the in a, the immediacy of the situation, but I think they go. I think they go to Game Seven in Round Two, and I think they. I think it's a heartbreaking loss. I think they just miss out on the conference finals. I fucking hate Todd. Remember, he used to be <laughs> optimistic all the time. <laughs> I am realistic, Jerry. I will tell you, I'm the only one that said Maryland was going to lose to Penn State. Oh, now yeah, I did but, not predict that score. Nobody, nobody predicted that score, but you gave me shit for saying they were going to lose. I know. Well, that's what friends do. <laughs> Now, so so we're all thinking the Caps are going to be relevant again in April and May, which is what it's all about. Really good. Get to the second season and see what happens between matchups, between health, everything else. I mean, the year we made the Cup run, the beginning of those playoffs, we're down two nothing to Columbus. Nobody thought, nobody envisioned the joy that we would have in June. Nope. You know exactly. So you know the 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 playoffs are just so uh, mesmerizing, in my opinion. The NHL playoffs just pummel everybody else's pummel it. I mean, I, I'm fired up to watch the Nats tonight, but at the end of the day, I, I don't really know what's going to happen. And I can tell you they're going to lose. <laughs> I'm not going to be awake for them. Is it going to be like a painful loss? Like no, uh, I mean, Str- uh, 
Scherzer's going to give him up like four runs in the first three innings. He'll be down four nothing, and then they'll fight back and lose like five three. Yeah, yeah, lose it like. Let's five, just three. hope your predictions are as good as they were last week, and then <laughs> that's a like nine nothing. Yeah. 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 Good call, yeah. good call. That's true. Actually, our very first podcast, Dave, was uh, the start of the NHL playoffs, and we had the uh, the Tampa Columbus game on, and so we we're doing our predictions and stuff, going through each matchup. And Jerry's like, we we're about to sign off, and Jerry's like, yep, look, Tampa's up three nothing. This fucking series is over. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> Right out of there. <laughs> so great. Jerry, can we get you to uh, maybe go work for Snyder then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. That would be a terrible job. <laughs> Don't look at me! Like, I'm not allowed to look at my balls. Here, sir. <laughs> uh, all, so, all four foot one of them. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, uh, you know, hey, cheers to a, uh, an NHL season. Like Dave said, we get to, you know, stay up at night and, you know, <laughs> Waste our Thursday evenings when the Caps are in Calgary, and uh, oh, yeah. you know, stay up way too late and watch some awesome hockey. I can't There's wait. No Caps, I can't love, wait. I love doing the. I'm just going to watch the first period. I'm just going to watch one thirty. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's a fucking shootout. <laughs> yes, yes, I can't wait. That is what hockey does. I don't watch. I watch until the first goal is scored. And if it's the other team, I turn it off and I watch on my phone. Until the Caps tie it up or take the lead, then I turn it back on. You're very old to be a millennial. (laughs) Short-term satisfaction. I I cannot watch sports without having a heart. So once he turns it off when the other team scores, then he texts us and tells us how awful Reardon is. And Ovi's slow. At the beginning of last season, he was like, look at Ovi. He's so slow. He's never going to score again. (laughs) When does – by the way, Ovi, when does he hit the – when does he hit the wall? Well – I, I've been it, saying it for about five years. So. No I've got no most credibility in this goals, conversation. <laughs> most of his goals are the he's the setup three point shooter now, right? He's the old guy who's played forever, but you can't leave him alone because all he's going to do is hit threes. Yeah. So that he's that guy. He's got he a is spot. that guy, but the difference it's is, like and this is why he's a, to, to me the only guy in this era that you can really compare him to, and it's and it's a distant comparison is a Ginla. Because he does so many other things on the ice that a lot of goal scoring forwards never did. You know? So Ovi can go through a stretch of ten games, he only has two goals, and he's still one of the most dangerous guys on the ice because he's just a Mack truck. When and, he and, wants to hit, he lays people out. By the way, I mean look at this thing. Look at the size of Ovi. He's listed right now. He's thirty four years old, six three, two thirty six. And you watch how train. hard he skates. It's like Dude, no one would want to get hit by that guy. I mean, he's just intimidating as hell, you know. And then he sits there with that hundred hundred mile an hour, you know, one timer from the slot. I mean, but that's where he scores. It, that, 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 those it are is, yeah. but I think he's added the gritty goals to his game in the last couple of years. Like, he's definitely going to that more. I mean, he's sure. replaced that, you know, dangle down the wing. Mm-hmm. You know, the only works one out of ten anyway, and gets him about ten goals to tip. Well, he had that. Game. He had that rebound goal in game two against Vegas in the in the in the mm-hmm. Cup Finals when. He was, you know, crashing the net. We, we couldn't buy a goal up to that point. And, I mean, he basically just willed himself into the yeah. slot. and, and a fourth-liner's goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep. You know, so he's added that to his game. But to your guys' point, I'm waiting for the drop-off. I don't know when it's going to happen. but yeah, and it's, uh, That scares me a little with him because is it going to be a 50 to 15 kind of right. drop-off? I, mean, I think the only way it goes that way is if he gets play, hurt. Yeah. He, he won't play anymore. He will stop playing if he's not. If he can't a do the athletic player. things, yeah, if he's a, he will not. He'll never be average. He'll retire before yeah, that. I think that's a fifty to forty drop off we see from him. Yeah, I'll take forty. Yeah, forty I'll would be amazing, especially sure. if Wilson I'm, and Vrana are hitting I'm thirty. Because I think Vrana. That's why you need Wilson to step yeah. up. See, I and think I think Vrana. I think Vrana is going to be in that mid thirty range. I really do. Big freaking season for Kuznetsov. This is a for personal and professional. He's got to be the guy who this has to become his team by the end of the year. I think. 
in terms of your being your best player. Mm, yeah. He's got to score goals. Yeah. He's got to be active. He cannot disappear like he tends to do. And I know you're going to disagree with me on this, but I think his ability to play two-way hockey this year is ultimately going to define him because we see what he is as an offensive phenom. He's amazing. He's one of the most creative centermen there is. Yeah. But when he commits to getting back and being that F3 when he's F3 and he gets back into the play, the guy's He can take it away from anybody. Anyone. I mean, he's just so skilled getting he, back. If he had the commitment and, and focused on the decision-making and, and mental side of the game, he could be a, a faster Datsuk. Right. Couldn't he, agree more. If he had the mindset of Sidney Crosby. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, I right. hate the guy. Passion to, passion to train. <laughs> yeah, I hate the guy, but his mindset is... Okay. So no, I just said to be an asshole. I just want to be an asshole. So with that, fucking hate Sydney. cheers to the Caps. Let's have a good run here, boys. Let's stay healthy and let's get some wins. And we'll be talking much more about it here in the next coming weeks. Can we do the next segment in like 10 minutes? Because I don't want to fucking... It is going to be a... Huge letdown to all of our fans in, in part two. <laughs> so let's uh, let's crack a beer and let's uh, let's get to part two. Take a little break. We'll see you on the other side. Right. And welcome back to Wings, Beers, and Tears, your What's favorite DMV <laughs> podcast. Amen. So we just did the 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 high, the euphoria of going into an NHL season with a well-run organization, high expectations, two years removed from the cup. Man, we're feeling greatest sports fans. And now we're going to dive into the reality of what we just witnessed this past weekend. Between our Terps, our Redskins, and our Ravens, we were outscored 123 to 28. What the fuck happened? What an awful, awful weekend. There's just absolutely zero redeeming qualities about any game other than the Ravens didn't get embarrassed as bad as the other two. (laughs) And they did. Yeah, it wasn't they good. Scored like a last minute. It really wasn't very there. good. I they got dominated. Um, I was <laughs> by Cleveland. By Cleveland. In a game which was important because they could have distanced themselves from everybody else. Oh, now that now that division is the biggest cluster, right. like we thought it was going to be. So, um, I, by the way, I, pick, I predicted three wins. Um, here's my thought on the Terps. Um, Ever since I joined the bandwagon, <laughs> they've lost the Temple and Penn State. I'm going to recant that text. I texted you. You said, I'm on the Terps bandwagon. Yeah. And I said, glad to have you. Oh, I was right. wrong. We aren't glad to have you. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know what the fuck Syracuse was doing that game. But um, Jackson, he's got one more week to prove himself. And if he's a disaster for the third consecutive week, I don't know what happened. But, Can they waive him? Obviously, there's a disconnect there somewhere yeah. between Loxley and – Oh, he looks lost, and, dude. I, I get it. The line sucks. But to get to lose 70 to nothing to a conference team – I agree. Is almost, I mean, Texas may do that to West Virginia this week. <laughs> but it would be it, – it's very difficult to lose that bad to a team in your own conference. I, I couldn't agree more. So that's ex- extraordinary. That is a season-crushing loss. Like, could be. Like right? Jeremy said, it very well could be. So that was unexpected. And um, if you have concerns about Mike Loxley as a head coach, they're – They're being exploited they're, right, they're right, now. Uh, right they, now. They really yeah. are. They really are. Um, as to the Ravens, I don't know. It's I think it goes – to arrogance, I don't know what John Harbaugh's doing, <laughs> um, and, and and he didn't make any bonehead, you know, timeouts or go for on fourth down. I think they got outplayed. Their, their defense you know? is is not nearly they as have, good as I even thought it was. Gonna, I knew it was going to be a drop off. They, they, they have they, a bad oof. offensive line and an atrocious secretary, secondary. It's so, it's not good. It's not good in this revolutionary uh, offense that everybody's talking about. I'm not seeing it. Well, it looked very the, pedestrian. What was the time of possession like? 
for them. Oh, Cleveland completely dominated that yeah, they game. Can't, they can't be doing that. Nope. Well, there, there, were, there were two series in the second quarter that the Ravens' defense looked like the Redskins. It was defensive holding calls. They could, That's mean. They could not get off the yeah. field. It was, it was very un-Ravens-like. And so I'm going back and forth between the Skins and the Ravens, hoping at least one will, will redeem the, the, the Terps from Friday night. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the worst football so, weekend I can imagine. So that you know? was disappointing. But the Ravens are a competent organization. Oh, without question. expect them to be there for the division and, at the end. And as a result, they'll bounce back. Right. You know? And all, the, all my dipshit fucking Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, we're back now. Fuck you, dude. You beat the Bengals. <laughs> I mean, they play the Ravens this week. I'm a little nervous. Because <laughs> really, if the Steelers win, you know they're tied two and three at that point. <laughs> I really need the Ravens to win. But anyway, um, let's talk about the skin. Do we have to? <laughs> I mean, right Does now, anybody else want to go Sunday just to see? No. <laughs> I, I kind of want to see Brady just like I mean, throwing from a, a beach chair. It's going to be a seven on seven. <laughs> from a beach chair. That's it's going to be a seven great. on seven drill. That's yeah, it really will. I mean, he's, yeah. he's just going to he's going to roll. But bigger picture. Um the players have given up on Jay Gruden, and Jay Gruden has given up on the players. Um, Jay Gruden doesn't expect a coach here today. Much I think he was. Year. I think he was surprised in his press conference that, that he, he actually had to still, you know, run down all the injuries and actually um, do the press conference. Like, Walked in with moving boxes. <laughs> yeah, right. He's there like, is, oh, I'm still here. So much bad <laughs> karma. Um, they set up Dwayne's Haskins for failure. He played terrible. Of course, he was going to play terrible. He didn't get any snaps with the ones all week. Right, or maybe like five, mm-hmm. right? Um, Daniel but I thought Jones, Jay Gruden's playbook was so revolutionary and amazing. He, he, he needs to be fired. <laughs> he basically gives me, comes off as he wants to be fired. I think he does. He wants to go yeah. join his brother in Oakland. Like, that's what he wants to do. Skins should um, do him a solid and just let so him go. So here's what the Skins need to do. The season's a dunner. They're going to win two or three games, maybe. Right. They're going to have a top four pick, Right. This is what they need Miami. to do. Yeah, you Miami. Play. Miami's Every, the only win. Miami. Play, we don't play them twice. I'm do not we? sure they can beat Miami. <laughs> I know, and I'm being honest. I, I I am too. But you're playing. Here's what you do. You play Dwayne. Maybe you don't play him against New England because that's unfair. Right. But after the bye week, you play Dwayne Haskins for 11 games, and you see what he's got. Mm-hmm. And if he sucks, and you made a mistake on him, and that's possible because half of the people in the organization didn't want Dwayne Haskins. And Dwayne Haskins dropped in the draft for a reason. So it's possible that he's not the guy. Okay. But next year, you're going to be in a position to drink, draft a kid from Clemson or Tua, right? Or Well, not, not, who, not Lawrence next year. He's two years away. He's a, he's a sophomore. Yeah, but, no, but true sophomore, not redshirt. Yeah. You be Motherfucker! <laughs> They're going to have to suck again next year. <laughs> Yes. But they can get Snyder's Tua. up to the challenge. <laughs> they can get Tua or somebody yeah, else. don't challenge that, him to that, suck. That is a brilliant statement. Very true. Right? But they can they can get Snyder the guy next suck. year. Right? That, but this this is your this is your chance. The season is lost. You have nothing to play for. Don't fucking even think about bringing Trent Williams back. Who gives a shit when he reports in week eight? So he can have a vested year. Tell him thanks for reporting. Now go home. So real quick, I heard a rumor, and we've heard a million rumors in the last couple of days surrounding the Redskins. I mean, that place is just the giant rumor mill of, of shit. I mean, it's just awful. Um, but somebody did say that there was a legitimate offer from New England before the season started, and it was a one for Williams. Right, which is almost like a second, right? You need one and what else? That's Jerry, a good start. At this think, point, any, we're going to get shit. Anyone for him? Yeah, we're going to get shit Ravens at this point. We'll give a one and a pick. No, they won't. Guarantee it. No, they won't. The, the skins will. The, the, the skins, skins will not trade him. 
Jerry, the yeah, skins will negotiate themselves out of that deal. No, They'll I'm completely fuck up the they, deal. They're yeah. they're they, inept. They can get multiple Wait, draft. No, we want a second. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, right. They can get multiple draft. I'll raise you a him. third. Uh, they can get multiple. They won't trade him out of principle. I'm telling you, they won't do it. I agree. I think. I mean, they, they would have done it already. Right. Because, like we talked about, and uh, you know, I was all for it. You can't trade a player just because he wants to be traded. Because now you're setting a precedence for next year when Brandon Sheriff doesn't get the contract he wants and holds out and demands to be traded. Sure. Now you're setting a precedence that you can tra- anybody who doesn't want to be here, they trade. I agree with you, and, and you make a good point, but that precedent is only set by the authorities that are in place right now. I get it. Those authorities have to be gone, or there's no hope for this I franchise. That, well, there, there is no hope, but I'm saying they're not going to leave. They're not leaving. You think Bruce Allen's here next year? Yes. yes. Because they need until, a stadium. Until the stadium deal is done. They need a stadium, and that's God. what he, right? And... That son of a bitch. And you know, we Daniel Snyder's making hand, money hand over. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere, and he's never going to not meddle. So nobody's ever coming in. I mean, do you think he's embarrassed when he sees the stadium? He should be, but I, I think, think he's cares. too fucking arrogant to be embarrassed. embarrassed. Right. I think he's too too embarrassed to be. He's too embarrassed to say, "This is all my fault. I'm going to hire a GM and I'm going to go to fucking Alaska." You're not going to see me at games. I mean, that's if too I much. were him, I'd prefer to go to Hawaii. But but that's know, that's get, too much to ask for for him not to even show up for games, right? <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean, these. I I I don't, I don't know. It, there's just bad karma over there. It's so ba- it's so dysfunctional. Karma. It's so bad. I mean, you look at it over his ownership time. What have they, what has he done right? I, I, I can't notice the long pause. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, no. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's a really good point. Twenty years. Now it's a really good point. I mean, he brought Gibbs back. That's probably yeah. the only thing that he like. And then, he, and then he managed to screw that one up too. Yeah, you know. I don't know if he screwed that one up. They had no players. But he, I know, I get it. Yeah, but sometimes, <laughs> so sometimes you just don't you don't hit in the draft. I mean, I get it. They're also they haven't really done anything wrong in terms of personnel. In the past three years, but their players just aren't that good. The one criticism that that I can have, but I'm but also poor, they draft players who are injured. Now you you've mentioned that, and, and, and looking they, back they, at it, you're a hundred percent right. They get surprised well, when injured players are injured, especially early. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, the receivers yeah. over the years, you know, all the way from like Westbrook to Gardner to Kelly to. <laughs> With the guy from Michigan State that I can't remember. I, I've yet to hear a Hall of Famer. This is <laughs> as <laughs> play twenty games. This is as bad. Well, first of all, guys did, but this is as bad as the team has ever been. Oh, this this team is dreadful. And, um, but we knew they were going to be dreadful. At least I. I mean, I thought they were going to win five games, maybe, and maybe they might disappoint me and win five games when you're just all you're doing is killing your draft stock. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they need to fire Jay Gruden after this week. Win, lose, or draw. Don't okay. give a shit. Okay. Go into the bye week. Put the offensive coordinator as head coach. Fire the defensive coordinator. Bring on one of those assistants to be the head so, head defensive coordinator. And then you play Haskins and you take your fucking lumps. Right. You just roll with it. And again, we we've pardon the pun. We have punted this season yeah. as an and, organization. And, and, and you you yeah, at least the punter's good. You don't, you <laughs> don't play Trent, maybe the MVP. You don't play Trent Williams. He was last year. Right. He comes back. Say thank you very much. Now you can go home. Right. Or you trade him because, like I said, there are teams out there. Who have guys getting injured, mm-hmm. and they'll give up money. Like I'm telling you, if if we get more, if we get a one plus anything else from here on out from you Trent, ha- you it's going to be shocking. You cannot trade Trent Williams for less than a one and a pick. You just can't do it. 
You cannot do it. So that's why the Redskins will do that. Because <laughs> they shouldn't. I don't I mean, think they will. Tell them to fuck it up. I don't think they will. They'll get nothing for them. Yeah, if you get a team like Buffalo or somebody who's having a pretty good year and is in it and they yeah, lose can you believe Buffalo's 3-1? Right? Who are the worst team in the what NFL? <laughs> God They're damn gonna it. They're going to come to the Redskins uh, with a trade offer. They are. It's going to happen. And they're not going to do it. Yeah. Out of principle because they're pissed. Yeah, you might be right. Well, congratulations to them. Um, I wasted so much, so so many of my thoughts and 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 breath on the fucking Redskins. It is a win. God, it's the worst. The Ravens. I'm not sure why the Ravens aren't calling them every fucking day, saying, "What do you want for Trent Williams? We have a tight end here who's a first round draft pick who can catch and block, right? Which is what you need to give somebody for Haskins to have a safety valve." So. So on the Ravens front, their secondary is not good and it's not healthy, which right. makes it not as they good need as it to can trade be. For Jalen Ramsey. <clears throat> so how come that trade hasn't gone through yet? I mean, Jaguars are holding up for yeah. more. I mean, good they, good on them, I they, guess, because basically Harbaugh said they'd like to have him in the room. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, he's he he is a game changer for them on D though. He's a top ten well, corner, saving up their assets for uh, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if well, I were them, I would abandon the Jaguars. Well, the Jaguars can probably actually negotiate, which is why it hasn't gone anywhere. They, you know, they're just waiting, and then they're going to fleece the Redskins last here, minute. Here's what the thing is with the Skins. They're going to have a tremendous amount of cat room coming up because Norman's going to be cut. He's going to be gone. And at some point, Alex Smith's $20 million comes off the books. Mm. Right? Right. So then they have a lot of money to fucking blow on shitty players. <laughs> I think you cut Smith for like a $9 million hit or something like that next year. The something only like way this can be salvaged is if Bruce Allen is fired. He's he's the one that's got to go. And Dan Snyder brings in somebody, and that somebody says, fuck off. How about we just demote Allen to janitor and stadium <laughs> negotiator and don't let him touch the damn team? But they have more talent on their team than what's being Nothing shown. Oh, there's no question and about that. And that's a Jay Gruden fault problem. Probably. That's a Jay Gruden problem. He is a terrible head coach this year. Maybe the worst coach in the league. He needs to go. I don't know why they didn't fire him last week. I don't know why they didn't fire him in the offseason, but I don't know why they and, didn't. And I will say this. I like Greg Minuski as a guy and, and a former player. He might be the greatest guy in the world. He looks so lost. Yeah. He, he has absolutely no idea. I'm thinking – I don't think he's going to wear a shirt this week. Because he's going like, you know, a like cut-off T-shirt on the side. It's a hell of a look. I didn't see that. It's like he's, it's like, he's like, like coaching like, like a – It's like yeah. coaching DSA. Yeah. Like the like, nine-year-olds. Yeah. It's like Division Two in Morgantown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, again, I'm glad he stepped up to the plate when we needed a D coordinator, but he's in way over his head. But nobody yeah. with any self-respect is going to come to this fucking organization. Of course not. Why would you? I'll go. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There and we Jeremy go. Jeremy head coach. Good luck. Yes. Yes. Jeremy's like, oh, so which one's on offense? Like, <laughs> Who's Dwayne Haskins? Okay, I got my Madden controller. What do I do now? <laughs> All right. So we've bashed uh, our football teams for good reason. They uh, they set themselves up for a good bashing. Um, and of the three teams that we just discussed, the only one I have any faith in in actually turning things around is the Ravens. Agreed. You know, I assume they'll be there in the end. I, 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 I do. I, I do. I don't think that division is any good. So by default, they're going to hang around until the end of the you know end of the year. And I think they're the best of the four. Um, I, I really, I'd like to be optimistic about the Terps because talent wise, they're so much better than teams like Rutgers and Purdue. Well, Rutgers, and, perfect you know example because they're playing them this week, right? Mm-hmm. And it's up there. But last season, I, I'm pretty sure their quarterbacks had 
two completions to their own team and five to us. Yes. So if something like that happens again, it should be another it, like a like basically a Syracuse game. And that's what this team needs to get their confidence. Well, if we don't put up, if we don't go up there and put up forty-two, yeah, um, there's something there's systematically happened. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, hell, I, no, I think Lejean and Dessou can get them to forty if they don't fuck everything up and just <laughs> execute like you know my company. <laughs> I don't know, man. When you when I watch Rutgers play, I just want to order like. Chicken wings. <laughs> it's just like wings, it's like a it's like a quasi division two game. Yeah, you, know, you just want yeah. some chicken wings and hang out. And I mean, will there be a worse Big Ten game all no. season? Maryland and Rutgers this there, week is there just are more awful. people listening to this podcast and attending the Maryland Rutgers game. That's possible. That is possible. I don't know how we remedy this, but <laughs> the name of our podcast, we've never ha- eaten wings on the show. And it's kind of disgraceful. Um, I went to law school, but I can figure out how to remedy it. Let's get some fucking wings for next week. All right, week. let's do it. Next week we are eating wings, drinking beers, and probably crying about the fucking Redskins and Terps. Well, I, uh, I don't give a fuck about yeah, the Redskins. The they can lose 100 to nothing. It wouldn't bother me at all. Right. You'd still, you'd still <laughs> go on a good You're that optimistic? <laughs> no. It's only going to be 100? <laughs> but if they, see, the, the Redskins could go 0-16, and I would be more upset about the Caps going 2-4. To start the first six games. <laughs> that that might actually be true. That yeah. might actually be true. I would true. be more upset. So, so rest in peace, Redskins season. Go Ravens. Come on, Terps. Please do something. All Turn right. this shit around. Last three minutes of the podcast. What's your prediction on the Nats? All right, Nats. I think they're actually going to win tonight. I've had a good feeling about the Nats since August, and I don't know why. I usually don't. I usually think about it very analytically and logically about the teams. This Nats team is so different than the previous iterations. Awful start. They've been brilliant ever since. They've been doing it in different ways and weird ways. Like sometimes Strasburg and Scherzer have been amazing. Other times they've been pedestrian, and they're still finding a way to to rack up the wins. I think they beat Milwaukee tonight. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be like 9-6. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be a shit ton of pitchers. It might take five hours. I don't know. That's uh, going to be the disaster part of it. That's yeah. why I'll watch it when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to want to strangle somebody. I don't know pitching changes Milwaukee's going to make. Yeah, Milwaukee's going to go through a dozen see, pitchers. Well, that's yeah. that's why I think they're in better shape. Because if this were a seven or five or seven-game season, I think the series, I think the Cavs would win. But one game. Well, Caps are win again. I mean, the, the, the Nats. The, the Brewers can throw in different pitchers and win kind of ugly. You know, I mean, Scherzer. That's why I think the Nats are going to flip the script. But, so, but so Scherzer the year, hasn't been pitching well, and he put in Strasburg. I know, I know, in, I know, I know, I know. I get it. can't put in Strasburg in the fifth inning because his mind will fucking well, he's explode. He's not going to put until the seventh. Scherzer's going six. Strasburg's no, going sure, I think – anyway. I, that, that's why the, the, the Nats are not conducive to a one-game series. They're more better built for a I completely series. agree with you, which is why I have this strange, calming feeling tonight. I think they're going to win. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I know. That's fucking sports for you. I think the Brewers win eight. I think the Brewers win eight to four and nine. Eight what to four. Eight to four. What, what about you? <laughs> nine as opposed to... They're not going to cut it off at seven. They're not going to cut it off. There's no mercy rule. They turn the lights off. They only paid till ten. Shit! In this town, they might with the with the metro fiasco. How embarrassing is it every time they're like, "Hey, the metro is going to stay open twenty minutes later tonight." It's like, "Oh, right, Jeremy, what I do you know, think?" I know this is cheating, but Milwaukee's already up two nothing. <laughs> Um, that happens every yeah. fucking well, time. You know, I told you. We kind of knew that Max was going to give up a dinner. I told you. So, uh, yeah, two run homer. Uh, all right, so what do you think, Jerry? You think the Nats are going to lose? 
Yeah, I already said that before. Yep, bottom of the first. You already gave it to Roman. You fucking moron. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Who pitches fucking Scherzer when he's been pitching like shit when you have Strasburg there and he's been dominant? I definitely would have started Stras. I, I agree with that. Stupid. Dude. But, you know, I still I, win. Yeah, me too. I think the Nats win. Now, what they do against the Dodgers, I have no idea. Well, it ain't going to matter. Dodgers, they're going to be losing yeah. at nine tonight. True, true. <laughs> All right, WNBA final. What do you think? Oh, Jesus. No, we're not fucking going to Hey, Della Don, she's hot. <laughs> she's hot. Hey, good on them for getting that new arena. Yeah. Apparently, right. it's uh, pretty, pretty awesome. I think they're going to win. Game two tonight, right? It is. She, it is. Very attractive. Yeah, it's a real, uh, it's a real kicking night in, in DC between the Nats and the uh, and the Mystics. All right, Dave. Yeah. What do you think, Nats? Uh, I think coming off this, you know, the end of the season with the Phillies, that mojo. I think they're just going to find a way to get it done tonight. I think they're so too. too. I think they've, you know, having the freedom of, of Bryce's identity being out of the room, uh, they're due. They're going to get smoked. I don't know what you guys are doing. Uh, it's the do theory. It might be eight nothing by the end of the. Uh, it might I'll be. Promise not to watch. Nothing in ten. Well, if we've shown nothing as a podcast, our predictions are awful. Awful. Just the worst. They really couldn't be worse. So. <laughs> All Thanks right. for coming, Dave. Dave, cheers, man. Thank really you for coming on. It. And uh, we'll have to have you back uh, midseason, get like a little like midseason report and see how everything's going. If they going. go, uh, you know, if the Caps go 4-10 and ten the first month, I want to come on and, and watch Jerry's <laughs> monthly meltdown at the end of the monthly summary. This is all I, well, is all I got. Man. You're, you're <laughs> on the text chain now. You're going to feel the pain. Uh, leave me on there. I love it. All right, guys. Uh, go ahead and subscribe. Listen to us. Find us on Google Play, on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you download your podcast, Wings, Beers, and Tears. Till next week, peace. Peace. Later. Later.